Welcome to the Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast with Jen Foster and Melanie Johnson, where authors give you their inside secret tips on how to be a successful best-selling author. Hi, I'm Melanie Johnson along with Jen Foster. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We have a great interview ahead for you. First, I want to let you know that we are sponsored by Elite Online Publishing. We are the business brand building publishing company and we are passionate about getting your story um, shared with other people and inspiring others and educating others about your expertise. We also want to let you know we're sponsored by BookWritingRetreats.com. They have fabulous retreats, which is us, down in the Dominican Republic where you can come and spend an incredible week down at a villa on the beach and get your book written with us and um, we hope that you join us. So today we have Joshua M. Evans. We are so impressed with Joshua. He is an awesome writer. He uh, came to Elite and got his book written. He had it written and he uh, went through the publishing process no time flat because he is such an implementer and because of his attitude which is so enthusiastic which leads us into the title of his book Enthusiastic You. So so he has a consulting company and sales consulting company that uh, uses his systems to help people use their enthusiasm and positive attitude to create uh, sales and implode your business and grow it tremendously. So Joshua, we are so happy to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much. It's just an honor to be here and I'm just really happy and that just the entire process was great. Um, we're really just excited to have the book out and ready for people to read. Terrific. Well, tell us a little bit um, about your background. Well, um, like many people, I, I was in a nine-to-five job. I was doing sales in the oil and gas industry, and I really enjoyed it. And it was mostly because I got to interact with a lot of people, and I got to speak to people, and I was asked to be in front of uh, just lots of crowds, and it's something that I enjoyed, um, something that was pretty rare that I guess I had, uh, which was mentioned to me a few times by people that I worked with and mentors, is that my enthusiasm was kind of um, almost overwhelming at times. But I use it to my benefit. It really helped me uh, sell better and, and, and make a name for myself in the industry. Using my, my enthusiasm, I really was able to um, get other people on my team inspired and excited. And um, that's kind of what, what became the basis of the book. So how did you get started writing the book? Well, that's a very interesting question. Um, originally, I, I was never a writer. Um, English was not one of my best subjects in school, and, and I didn't necessarily set out to write a book. One day, I was, I was very enthusiastic at my office, and um, somebody asked me to calm down. And that's not something I usually take well, especially if I'm excited and I'm really happy and, and somebody's trying to kind of depress the mood. And so um, kind of turning that into kind of a bad uh, day, I went home and, and frustratedly um, just started writing out some of my ideas, and they kind of just spilled out of my head um, onto my iPad that I was typing and then also talking to, and, and, it, and it turned into quite a few words, and I kind of put it down for a couple of weeks and forgot about it. And when I came back to it, I read through it and I was like, okay, wow, some of this is, is really terrible, but some of it actually made sense. So I cut out some of the stuff that wasn't uh, necessary and it just started building from there. Um, the ideas kind of spread to, to each other and it really turned into a pretty neat uh, narrative um, in the book itself. And so I ended up using a lot of personal stories that really helped uh, paint the picture of why I think enthusiasm is just so valuable to everything we do in life. That's great. So you just started writing your your thoughts down on your iPad by typing. Exactly. It was, it was then, more of a brain dump. Yeah, great. And then just organized your, your work from there. Exactly, exactly. That's great. That's really good. What I like about that too was um, to tell people don't be afraid if it's terrible. Who cares? At least get it all out there and then edit it 
and read back and say, okay, that can go, this can stay. So don't be, because sometimes people are critical of themselves that they start writing, they go, oh, this isn't very good, and then they stop the process all entirely. So I like that. No, and I, you're very right. I mean, don't be afraid to put down a bad word or two. I don't, I don't mean like a cuss word. I mean, like, don't, don't be afraid to put down the wrong words because you can always just take them out. And um, bless my wife, she read through some pretty horrible iterations of the book, and, and, and she really helped kind of set my focus on what I needed to talk about. And there's a lot of stuff that you end up putting down that, that you may not hit the right timber that you want, right, or the right candor that you want, but it gives you an idea. And so at least get the ideas on paper, and then you can kind of sort out how to, how to place the words after that. I think it's really important. I mean, if I had a dollar for every word that I took out of the book or every sentence I took out of the book, I mean, I would probably have a ski house in the Alps or something. Um, you just you, you have to be okay with the process. It was a lot more work than I originally thought it was going to be, but I'm just so happy with the way it turned out. And so that's something that I think that anybody can take away from this is that it's a process, right? You're not going to sit down and you're not going to write a great book. What you're going to do is you're going to write down some ideas. You're going to end up storyboarding what you want the whole thing to be, and then eventually they're going to start developing, and you'll see you'll see it. It's like oil and water. The chapters start getting pulled out of it, right? And then you can start listing how you want those chapters to go, and it turn, you turn into a beautiful story after after the whole thing's done. Mm -hmm. um, so once again, it's 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 a process. So it's a, it's a game of patience, and it's a game of, of understanding that that everything you have to say doesn't necessarily need to be said in your first book. So that's something I, I would definitely uh, tell all of the people that are watching. That's a good tip. And I'm wondering, you know, because you say it's a whole process, how do you keep yourself motivated and on task not to put it away and like a year later you're coming back to it? And um, so how did you keep yourself uh, on task to do it continuously? Well, as I said before, I have enthusiasm in spades, and it's not something that I find too difficult. Um, I, I was working full-time while I was writing the book. And if I'm going to be fully honest, I had written the majority of, of the words that went into the book over about two and a half years. It wasn't until then and when I started working with you that I really started to, to focus on what I wanted to keep in there and what I wanted to take out. Um, from then, I mean, you have to start thinking about, about the bigger things beyond it, right? What does this book really mean, right? Who is it going to help? And those are the things that really drive you to want to help them more. Um, when you really figure out what your target audience is going to be and how you want to inspire others with your book, right, the message that you truly want to share and what it means to the other people that are going to internalize your message, that's what keeps you really going, right? Because you want to get that message to those people sooner than later just because it means so much to you and hopefully it'll mean so much to your audience. Yeah, I like that. When you think of the end in mind, like what are they going to get yeah. out of the book by reading it, then that helps you to get exactly the right message to set up, sent out. And no, you're totally right. Yeah, we tell a lot of our authors, start with the end in mind. What do you want people to say when they close that book? What is their response going to be? What is the outcome? What kind of action do you want them to take after they finish your book? And how do you want them to feel? No, you're totally right. I, I, think, I think having uh, your theme in mind as you're writing it is a huge thing, right? And that's why you start with an overall, a very broad view of exactly what you want your book to be and exactly how you want the message to be conveyed and then, I guess, absorbed by the person, right? And from there, you, you take the chapters and the stories and you kind of pin that down to follow that entire path through the book. Mm -hmm. So what were some of uh, the things that you would say, definitely don't do this while I was writing? And oh, man. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I could be a poster child for things not to do. Right? I mean, I would get very excited about a new piece of a chapter or something new, new and exciting. I'd be like, this is the greatest thing ever. I'd start telling a few people about it. And then I would get a couple of opinions from people, and they would be like, that's a terrible idea. Don't put that in there. You're, <laughs> you're going to insult somebody. Or, 
or you're really going to offend this person. Or I had to do a very, I have a lot of like personal stories in mind. And so I had to do a very good job of making sure that I, um, I made them germane to what I was trying to talk about, but I also took out any information that, that would be personally detrimental to any of those people. And not, not that there's any bad stories or anything like that, but there's people that don't necessarily want to be called out for not being enthusiastic in my book or for um, telling me to calm down or something like that. And it, that my book wasn't, wasn't to call people out and have those kind of things. And so I think it was something that I, I, would, I would really recommend to everybody is when you do it, make sure that, um, that, that you take out anything that's too personal that it might offend or might embarrass somebody else. That was something that I had trouble doing with at first, especially since I was going from such a personal perspective. Mm -hmm. um, so another thing, um, you know, don't take everything too seriously. And, and Jen and, and Melanie can definitely attest to this. Anytime we would go through an iteration, and I would just expect it to be perfect after right after the first uh, iteration or the first edition, and I'm just like, I would be pulling my hair out just because, you know, I love things to be perfect, I love them to be ready now, and I'm just, I'm a very uh, instant gratification kind of a person, and so when I got the first proof of my book, I mean, my wife can tell you, I was just, I was like, I was just crestfallen, the whole thing came crashing down upon me just because I put too much stock in it, right, it is a process, like I said before, and you really have to know that, that there's, there's a whole step process to everything you're trying to get done with the book. And, and I mean, if I had listened more to Jen and Melanie, I probably wouldn't have been nearly as uh, depressed from, from receiving my first edition. But we're, 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 it's great now because we, we have a perfect product and something that I'm just super proud to hand out to people. That's great. Well, I like how you say it's a process because a lot of times people think, oh, I'll upload my book, I'll get my copy, and it's ready to go. I'll buy my 100 or 1,000 copies and we'll go. Well, it's not always that easy. You have to have a process and make sure it's you know, like you said, there's steps to getting it done. Yeah, and I was definitely part of that camp. I thought, I thought, you know what, I have all the words. We just put them on a page and we send them off and it comes back and it's ready to go. And no, it's not. I mean, it is a very arduous process. It's a lot more difficult than people realize. Um, and I'm just glad that I had people there to help walk me through the process because otherwise I might have gotten frustrated, you know, around step three and just set the whole thing down just through frustration alone. But luckily y'all were both there to kind of walk me through um, what the next steps were and kind of keep me not necessarily motivated, I was motivated, but to keep me um, focused on the end goal, right, that end task, which was to get my message out to the people that, that I thought wanted to hear it or needed to hear it. Yeah. And the publishing yeah. process, if you are trying to do it on your own, and, um, you know, we encourage people to get a publisher and have somebody help you do it, um, but if you're doing it on your own, it can be very frustrating, and um, sometimes you get stuck, just when I have to learn something new technically, for something else outside of publishing, I get stuck somewhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, and I just then I just don't want to do it anymore. And that can stop you from getting your book out to um, the people that need to read it and to encourage everybody. So yeah, you're right. It is good to have people to help you and um, um, describe also kind of the editing process that you went through and what you thought of that. And because a lot of people may not realize they should have an editor, even if it's friends, family, but having people to go through that book. Yeah, so the whole editing process, that's an entirely different bear that I had to wrestle with during the whole process. Um, I, I made the mistake of not trusting my wife's opinion more than I should have um, because she had some great suggestions and stuff like that. And, and it's when somebody's that close to you offering you a suggestion, um, you don't necessarily want to take it. But we, we got a professional editor um, to go over it. And, and so we would give him, give him the copy, and he would go over it over the course of a few days, and he paid hourly, right? Um, and then he would send it back to me, like, these are the changes I made, read it over. And um, maybe it was my naivete that I thought that the second I sent it over to him and he got it back to me, that it was going to be perfect, ready to go, polished and, and, and sparkling. 
Um, but I read through, and he had some great changes. He made some very good suggestions, and you can always, depending on the type of editor, there's some people that want editors to do a lot more, right? You have them add content if you want or not. That's not how I work. I had all the content that I wanted. I really just wanted a fine-tooth comb to find um, the wrong spelling of two or your and you are. I mean, those kind of things. I just wanted to make sure that I was grammatically good and that my sentence structure was was um, up to par. And so when it came back and I reread it, and I even found more stuff the second time I read it, um, but the problem, the problem with only editing it yourself or with people that are close by is that you, you lose focus on, on some of the things that you wouldn't normally miss if you were reading somebody else's text. Mm-hmm. And um, you read it the way that you wrote it, right? Or you read it the way that you meant to write it, excuse me, not the way that you actually wrote it. And so I would read through this sentence, and it would sound perfect to me, and then I would go back and reread every single word, and there would be very nuanced, small words missing that really just change the whole meaning or make you kind of sound goofy. And so that that was that was a huge part of the process. I highly recommend using an editor to anybody else. It it gets you a lot closer to a to a polished professional book than anything else. I think in the whole process, I, I would say the editing is more important than than the graphic layout of the book itself, like if the cover or anything like that. It really is because I mean that's your content, that's your message, and you didn't make sure that um, you're giving everybody what they're paying for, right? You you want to make sure it's a good product at the end of the day. Um, and, I mean, depending on the person, another thing that I might suggest is, is make sure you interview a few different uh, editors because I interviewed about four, and uh, two of them off the bat, we really clicked, and the other two, I, I wasn't really crazy about the way that they like to go about it. Um, and it was important to me to, to kind of keep my own tone in the book and to keep my perspective with it because I just I have this this message that I want, and I have a very specific way I wanted to get it out to people. And so I wanted to make sure that they were going to go ahead and uh, be genuine to the way that I wanted my content written. And so that's something to, to make sure that, that people go through the interview process with the editors, and they're used to doing that, right? I mean, any good writer that goes through an editor um, knows that they're going to have to um, work with somebody that they feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like how you gave a lot of do's right there, you know. Yeah. Do this and this and this. And Very yeah. good. Uh, I'm not trying to give everybody, you know, the, the whole farm, right? But uh, you, no, it's I, good editors though. are great. Editors are great. But don't, don't expect um, you to get back a perfect book immediately just because it's, it, it is a process just like anything else, right? Writing the book, editing the book. I mean, there's there's um, nuanced steps between each one of those. And so it's, it's important to remember and keep your patience, right? Patience isn't necessarily a virtue that I uh, possess, but it's something that I'm learning constantly. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. It does. The editor, even though, like, the first time you give it back, you expect it to come back perfect, but mm-hmm. they're reading it. They're not going to get 100% of it. Usually it takes two or three times of going back and forth to really get the product the way that you want it. And yeah. um, like I say, sometimes they're going to change the verbiage, and you want to make sure that you still feel like it's your voice mm-hmm. um, and said the way that you want to. And now some writers um, even use, they get just the general content out and then send it to a ghostwriter and slash editor to kind of put everything in and make it flow in sentences too. So our advice is just to make sure that it still feels like it's your voice while you're doing that um, so you feel like it's still your book otherwise you kind of lose that feel of this is really me saying these things out there. Right. Tell us a little bit now um, about the marketing process. You've got a book signing coming up. You're going to be doing some speaking. So um, go through um, kind of what Elite Online Publishing did for you as well as now what you're doing um, past that. Great. Well, um, I can honestly say with that, without Elite Publishing's help, there's no possible way that I would have become a number one best-selling book. It just it wouldn't have happened. Um, I didn't have the the skill set or the knowledge or even even the uh, the breadth of uh, social media that, that I would have needed to do that. And so it was great just seeing it it, it happen, right? And um, 
the day we launched the book, I mean, I, everybody, you're skeptical, right? Like, I don't know if it'd be a number one bestseller. It, you get very skeptical and, and like, you know, it's like 1030 in the morning. You're like, why isn't it a number one bestseller yet? I'm just so worried. Maybe nobody's going to buy it. And you get, you get very frustrated and you get very worried. And then eventually it just, it just happens and, and it just blows your mind. You're like, I can't believe it. Right. And, um, the, the amount of work that, that both Melanie and Jen put into it, it just, I mean, it's, it's just, it, it lifts you up right to the place that, that you want to be with your book. It's just, it was fantastic. I mean, the amount of social media and, and all the help afterwards. And I mean, I was able to get, get you know, a beautiful three-dimensional image of, of my book up on my website pretty quickly, right? And then just um, the content itself was, was great. And so they've just been backing me up on, on Twitter and Facebook and all these different things. And it's just, it's been a fantastic process all along the way. It really has. Now tell us what you've done um, since then, now that you've you're got a book signing coming up. And Indeed. what else do you have in the works? So uh, we got a book signing coming up. It's actually tomorrow, uh, Saturday, at River Oaks Bookstore. So that should be a fun thing. We're going to be handing out wine, too. And that's really just to get my friends in the door because they won't come just to buy a book. Um, but I got a few speaking engagements. And my big thing, I wasn't necessarily looking just to be an author because, as I said, I, I was never a writer and I never considered myself an author. Um, I use the book. It's a supplementary tool, right? And so when I, I give a few speeches to people or I, I do quite a bit of coaching right now, too, with enthusiasm. And so I use it as a tool, right? So it's an auxiliary tool to the stuff that I tell them and talk about. And it helps them um, develop the tool so that they can become passionate and so they can become enthusiastic in their lives. And so what I've been doing is, is if people want another way to take home, I guess, more of the message that I'm trying to share with them, the book is a great um, tool for that. Not only that, I, I've been using it a little bit as, a, we'll say, a business card. And this is at y'all's suggestion. It's been working pretty neat. Um, you actually do get more of a response. I'll send it to people that I know um, might benefit from the message, or maybe it's a manager of a sales organization that would benefit from the message of enthusiasm, or his team would. And so I'd send it, hey, you know what? I thought you might like this book. It might help your team. Let me know. I'd love to come talk to y'all sometime and see if, if what my services um, can provide would be a benefit to you. And I've, got, I've gotten some pretty good response from that as well. How often does somebody receive a book from the author, right, with, with a personal note? I mean, it almost never happens. Right? I know it, it doesn't matter who the author was. If they sent me a book with a note like, hey, Josh, calling me out by name saying, I thought you'd like this book. Do this. I mean, guess what? That book is now at the front of my queue of books I'm going to read next. Right. It's really neat. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm so glad that's been working for you. That's awesome. And so what this book does, like you say, it's not just the sales of the book, it's how you use it as a tool. So now you're using it to get clients and think about what that uh, book is doing, the amount of revenue it's going to bring by using it that way to get into the door to get a new client. And not just the one-time sale, like let's say they get in one time, but they could become a lifetime client. So mm -hmm. think of the revenue that comes in from gaining a lifetime client because you sent them your book and used it as a marketing tool. No, you're totally right. I mean, there, there's, a, I mean, it's not just that, you know, 99 cents or the 2.99 or the 14.95 that you sell it for, right? That's, I mean, that's a, that's a small piece of what what the book actually represents, right? I mean, it not only it lends credibility to my personal brand, um, it makes me an authority figure, right, in the world of enthusiasm, right? To like, oh, what do you know about enthusiasm? Like, well, I wrote a book. It's the number one bestseller. That's why I'm Mr. Enthusiasm. And those are the kind of things that I think having a book, especially one that becomes a bestseller, one that's professionally polished and ready to go. It's those sorts of things that really help set you um, ahead of any competition you might have. Um, the credibility thing is huge, right? I mean, I have these words. I, I internalize them. I, I can speak them to people, right? But having a book that says the exact thing that's mimicking, mirroring exactly what my message is, it really lends me um, uh, people's attention more. 
And so it, it's a great thing for me just to be like, oh, yeah. And, and if I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, what do you do? And we kind of have a, a little conversation about it. Oh, that's kind of neat. Um, they're, if I just hand them a business card, they may or may not call me. Or I'd give it a 30% chance that they're going to call me to follow up. But if I hand them, like, hey, you know what? Why don't you just check out my book and enjoy it? And I mean, we get them cheap enough that we can hand them a book and, and be like, here, just take it with you, right? Take the message with you. And they're way more like, I'd say it goes up to probably 60, 70% of the people that I just give my book. They want to contact me afterward to kind of talk about what I might be able to do for them. And so, it, as I said, the credibility piece is just huge um, yeah. and, and making yourself an authority figure in that arena. Yeah, what I really like about you, Joshua, is that you, you wrote the book with a specific end in mind and then a future after that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to make so much money because I'm going to sell a million copies. And that's not really how it works. You have, like you said, there's there's something to go on after you've written the book. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about the 99 cent book or the 14.95, but it's about getting, getting that book out there and getting it into other people's hands so that you can get the new clients or the new speaking gig or the new the new thing coming next. Well, definitely. And, and I'll tell you what, and referral is huge as well, right? So people I've given books to, they'll come and say, hey, you know what? I don't necessarily need your service. I think that I'm enthusiastic enough, but I think you should talk to my cousin that needs enthusiasm. Or um, I have one employee that I think you should speak with because he could use you know, some of your help. And those are the types of things that you get from the book that, that aren't necessarily as measurable as, you know, I guess, watching you know, how many books you've sold and, and seeing you know, their checks or whatever come in. Because, yeah, okay, that's, that's nice, but I think the real benefit of it is, is the actual business behind what you do. So, I mean no matter what you're writing, there's going to be, there's going to be something behind it that you can offer people, right, as a service or uh, to help them or a ministry, whatever you're trying to do behind it, that can go a lot further than just the book itself, right? I mean, words on pages is great, right? It's something that people can do on a personal level, but it leads them back to you and back to your message, and that's, that's really what, what I was looking for, and it's, it's worked out great. And, you know, when you give people statistics show, when you give someone a gift, they feel somehow obligated to you. That they, they do. You do something back and that's one of the reasons why the percentage goes up in there and that credibility piece um, I bet there's a different feeling that if you just you had your book and you published it versus having your book and being a number one bestseller with your book so I know that's got to be a different feel of confidence um, and credibility for you being a number one bestseller no it, it definitely does um, being able to put that on the book and, and know that, it, that it's a fact I mean it really it makes me more confident in what I do. Not that I don't already have a lot of confidence, right? So maybe it was a bad thing for me, but it, it makes me very confident in, in going into somebody's office or going in for my first meeting or an exploratory uh, call with somebody and just talking to them. I, I know that I'm an authority on it, right? But now they have proof as well, right? And so I know for a fact that they can go online, they can see my number one bestseller online if they wanted to buy it there, but I'm taking the time out of my day to meet with them. And so they're a lot more gracious and they're a lot more appreciative of my time now because of that. It's, it's really, it's, 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 a, it's a phenomenal thing and it's just been so helpful. It really has. Terrific. We're so proud of you. Well, thank so you. Tell us, um, we want to know how everybody can be more enthusiastic. You have some um, great tools in your toolbox for enthusiastic you. So um, teach us a little bit about what can make us more enthusiastic and how we can transcend that into um, our business as well as our personal life. Well, perfect. I, you know, and that's, I mean, that's what I love to talk about, so I'm so glad you asked the question. Um, I do think that enthusiasm is just so valuable to everything that we do. It really is. Um, people are more productive when they're enthusiastic. They're more optimistic. They're more fun to be around. 
um, people do better when they're when they're enthusiastic about something, right? And so I think a lot of us spend time being a little complacent or maybe even mediocre in our own eyes, right? Because we think we have extra time in our days, we think we have more life, more years in our life, and and I mean, why would you settle for something that's less than than your best right now? Um, we all had those moments in our lives where we just got super excited about something. And we're just overwhelmed with with whether it's going on a vacation or um, meeting you know somebody that we're a huge fan of or getting that perfect job or even even just the small things of getting that perfect haircut. You just you you walk a little bit taller. You're just a little more excited, right? Everything has a brighter tint to it throughout the day. Those sorts of things. That's kind of that's the emotion, that feeling that I want people to walk around with all the time. Um, and so I I I don't claim to want to help people be enthusiastic. My goal is not to make somebody enthusiastic with my book. My goal is to provide people with the tools so they can go home and they can work on themselves and they can become enthusiastic on their own. Because enthusiasm, motivation, inspiration, those sorts of things, if you get it from somebody else, it's going to wear off after a day or two, right? And so it's something that we have to be we have to practice and we have to we have to want to do and it's something that we have to internalize. And so what I wanted to do with this book is uh, provide people with, with, I guess, some of the questions that they can ask themselves and some exercises they can go through, and then, I guess, a, a small list of tools, right? I guess it's their own toolbox of, of stuff to go back to when they need to and pull out what they can do to make themselves enthusiastic. Um, in my book, I talk about a, a good friend of mine. Um, he's always a very positive guy. He's always smiling. He's always gregarious and wanting to help others. And I, and I, just, you know, I, I just get intrigued by these sorts of people, and so I pulled him aside and I asked him, hey, so, so how are you so happy all the time, right? And I mean, and you, I'm always happy too, but he's like unbelievably more happy than I am. And so he goes, my real secret is every morning I force myself to smile in the mirror 10 times. He goes, even if it's not a good smile, you like start off kind of like, Ugh. but then eventually it turns into this big smile. He goes, by the 10th smile, you're just, you're just happy, right? He goes, because it forces yourself to do it, right? And, it, and repetition turns into a habit. And if you, if you repeatedly make yourself smile in the morning, then it turns into a habit for the day, right? And doing this every day he is just the most happy person I know, right? And so a bad situation happens, right? And yeah, he can acknowledge it, but he finds it much more easy to move on and, and get on to the next thing because he wants to be happy or he's trained himself to do that. And I think enthusiasm is the same way. And so we talk about a few things like that. We talk about um, having, having a personal confidence and internalizing um, your self-worth in the book as well. And I, I talk, I use, what I use is my back pocket theory. And it talks about um, knowing what you're thankful for knowing what you're going after, so your goals, your targets in life, and then um, knowing that you've already accomplished things that, that you had set for goals before, right? Because we've all accomplished things that we've set out to do, right? I, I set out when I was 16 to get my driver's license. I did that. You know, you can be proud of that, right? People set out to, to graduate high school. I set out to write a book. Um, these sorts of things, we set these goals, and when you reach them, right, it's, 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 a, it's kind of a, it's an arrow in our quiver, right, that we know that we can pull it out. I've done this before already, right? It's ready to go. And so knowing what you've accomplished, right, and then knowing what else you want to accomplish, it makes bridging that gap from where you are now to where you want to be a lot shorter of a bridge. And so getting there um, is huge, and especially knowing what you're thankful for now, right, it can make you content in what you're doing right now. And I've always struggled with contentment, right, just because I always look to the next thing, the next thing. I'm just I'm sprinting through life. But if you can be content with what you have now and know that you you, you have what you have now because of the things that you've accomplished. It doesn't seem so difficult to actually accomplish the goals that we want to have in the future. And so those are some of the things I talk about. And the best way to reach your goals is to enthusiastically, I mean, unapologetically, excitedly running at these things. And so that's what I try to help people with in the book. I love that. I like the back pocket. That's, that's Yeah. 
You know, and some of those things, um, I'm a mom of teenage boys, and I'm always trying to think of things to fill their heads with, and I'm still going to use some of that stuff on them. There are sometimes they're like, Mom, why do you make us do this stuff? But think about it. If you start raising your children, like if you start your kids off, you just, I know, had a baby. So if you're, as your child gets older and you get them in that practice of smiling when they wake up, and smile in the mirror, just even coming up and all right, you got to smile at me. I'm smiling at you so many times that you're programming them from when they're a young age. So there's your next book, Enthusiastic Children: How to there Raise Enthusiastic Children. Yeah, it'll be a big seller among the moms, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's no, it's 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 a really wild thing. I mean, we are all products of our environments, but I believe that that if if we can adjust the environment that we're in or how we perceive our environment, it can really it can really have huge effects on us, whether it's it's beneficial or adverse. I think we get to choose to be excited. We get to choose to be happy in our daily lives. And so, if you can find whatever makes you happy in life, if you can find that and and grasp onto it, use that as as the catalyst to make you the best you. Right? Don't don't be a complacent you. Be an enthusiastic you. Right, and so that that's that's my message to everybody. I do think it's applicable um, across all genders, age groups, or or races. It's it's a really it's I like the message, and that's kind of why I wanted to write about it. Yeah, I love that. Is there anything um, else specific you can think of to um, tell us to be enthusiastic? Uh, one other tool, maybe that you think um, that you think is special that we can latch onto. I'm sorry, I, I y'all y'all broke up there for a second. All right. Do you have any other like special um, tool in the book that you can give us that you um, think will help us to become more enthusiastic to live an enthusiastic daily life? Um, well, if I had to pick pick one thing, or, or I guess a couple of things, right? Um, every day, set your direction. Right, pick where you want to go that day. Right, know what your goals are, and then actually go after them. Right, because the worst thing is is um, not being able to reach goals that you set, right? The next one would be um, be optimistic, right? Expect the best to happen. When you expect the best to happen, it usually does, right? So um, that that ties in very closely with facing your fears, right? Don't be afraid of what other people think, right? Don't worry about what's happened in the past. Don't worry about what others are going to do or judge you for. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't care what other people think about you, right? You need to be the best you that's out there. Um, and the last thing I would say would, would, would be present, right? Be where you are right now. Don't be looking too far off into the distance, uh, whether it's forward or backward or, or at your periphery stuff, right? If you can focus on what you're doing now and you, and you are happy with what you're doing, then nobody in the world can stop you. And so those, those would be the other tool. Um, and within the book, and I made sure I had a, a bunch of auxiliary pieces as well, and so when people buy the book, I make sure that I have um, extra information. If they want more information, it's free to them, right? I mean, they bought the book. I might as well give them, you know, all that they want, right? And so I'll have, like, the back pocket like it's like a thing that you can cut out and put in your back pocket so they can take that home or um, I have a daily enthusiasm checklist that people can take with them a lot of white papers on, on why enthusiasm or how other people get to enthusiasm and I'm just trying to provide as much value as possible and that's something that y'all came up with that y'all suggested and it's it's really been helpful um, I handed out to people that I've been coaching recently and they start off with like okay this is kind of ridiculous right I'm not sure I'm gonna fill out this little piece of paper and carry it in my back pocket um, but by about the seventh or eighth session I'm like, do you have it on you? And they're like, yeah. And it's like, it's laminated now, and it's in their pocket. And you just, okay, well, see, it just takes time. You have to accept it, right? Yeah, you may feel silly the first few times, like putting, you know, a list of stuff that I'm thankful for in your back pocket, but it really helps out in the long run. And so it's those little things um, that lead to your big successes, right? So it's training yourself every day. I like that. I like that you have great giveaways and good takeaways. 
and they can get those right on your website, right? Enthusiastic. They sure can. They sure can. And I, once again, I credit Yalt with with making me provide those things. And not that I wouldn't have, but I'm not sure I would have come to the same conclusion that you provide everything for free and just let them enjoy it. But you know what? I that's the least I can do, right? If people really like the message, they're going to keep coming back for more of it. So that's right. Well, and if you buy the book, you can always send in your receipt and get that white paper he was talking about, the checklist, by going to enthusiasticyoubook.com. Josh, thanks so much for coming today. You've been awesome. Of I think course. you inspired everybody. Oh, I, I hope so. That's my goal. <laughs> and you taught us a lot of great things, I think, between um, how to get your book written, marketed, the whole process, as well as just the content of your book, which is just amazing. Well, and uh, we do love that you have all those links in there and giveaways and reference material for people so you're not just reading a book. It's like it has other layers to it. So that's fabulous. So. Thank you so much for coming. Well, great. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor, and once again, to not only work with you, but also to be on your podcast. This is just great, and I really do appreciate it. Sure. Well, thank you so much. We're glad everybody could come and listen today. Join us again for our next podcast. We're brought to you by Elite Online Publishing. We are the business branding publishing company, and uh, please join us. We'd love to work with you personally and get your book and story written and brought out and marketed and share your story with the public. So, um, Or you can join us at a book writing retreat down in the Dominican Republic. So look for us at EliteOnlinePublishing.com. Josh's book is available there on our website as well as EnthusiasticU.com. So, um, and if you'd like to join us at a book writing retreat down in the Dominican, please look at BookWritingRetreats.com and you can come and write your book and spend a week with us down at the beach. Yay, love to see you there. Thanks very much. See you next time. Have a great day. For more information, visit HotChicksWriteHotBooks.com.